Welcome to Queen Flow, the podcast. This is your host, Jocelyn Kelly Reed. On this show, you can expect to learn about calling in big money, the feminine way, business, spirituality, witchy stuff, and everything else you need to know about being a turned on woman of wealth. It's fun. It's fiery. It's unfiltered. Hi, gorgeous. Welcome back to the show. Today's chat is juicy as ever. I am bringing you the story of my beautiful client, Corinne McAndrews, who is the founder and owner of Late Bloomer Ranch. So she is a holistic farmer slash rancher, which I just fucking love because her business is not like any other woman's business in my world. And it's just so fun. And she's going to be talking about, you know, her life experience and how she even got to this profession, because obviously it's, it's kind of atypical in the world of what we know people to be known for and her journey inside of Feminine Magic and Many the Mastermind. And I just love this because it showcases once again, how deeply what we do in FMM just flat out works for everyone. And it doesn't matter what your career is, what your profession is. It's literally like, are you a woman? Do you want more? Do you want life, money, business, career, relationships, relationship to self, connection to the divine? Everything should just be flyby, flowy, easy. If the answer is yes, FMM is a fab place for you. So Corinne will be talking about truly, you know, her journey inside of business and doubling her income and just finding that deep inner peace. And I love the topic of inner peace because it sounds so like, it almost sounds throwaway, right? We're like, oh, whatever. What does that even mean? But it's like when you've actually embodied it, right? When you really clear clear these like scarcity imprints from your field, when you really aren't like having so many mind loops and anxieties and depressive episodes. And like, of course, like sometimes we're gonna have those moments. You know what I mean? Obviously, if you have clinical depression, right, there's multiple ways that we want to like address that. But you get my point. It's more like when we just have that like malaise, you know what I mean? Or like, why am I even anxious? Or like, I'm why am I worrying about everything? Like just, you're just kind of exhausting yourself, right? We get to clear that. We don't have to live with that. And we become way more magnetic. So I'm so excited for you to hear her journey. She's been in my world for a while in a few different containers in addition to FMM. And I was so happy. She told me during the episode, which was, I think we recorded it right after the last one of FMM Close. She also had the biggest day ever in her business. Like, of course, naturally. And she talks to him about her relationship and how that's been impacted and just her whole, her whole life through doing this work. This container is absolutely unbelievable. And we are down to the last five spaces. So if you've been eyeing it, don't miss out because once these spaces are full, um, everyone who kind of didn't get a chance to enroll will need to go into the spring summer around 2023. Why in the world would you wait that long? If you're new to what Feminine Magic and Money is, it is my five-month mastermind for deep embodiment of wealth, pleasure, magic, and magnetism. You are just so deeply well-supported between our calls, our boxer chat, the content library, like there's just so much that we do. And it's such a container where you just get to sit back and receive, which I love. It's all the quantum healing, all the quantum manifestation, the deep money codes, the spells, the magic, the witchy things. Like it's just truly everything. Some of my clients joke and call it witch school. It's so good. And it just has the most profound impact on literally every single person's life who walks through the door. It's wild. Nothing like it. So head to episode notes or directly to my website if you want to sign up for FMM. 
I also have 888. So that is my mastermind program, private hybrid. The enrollment page is now live. Oh, I love a good sales page. The mine are so hot. <laughs> I do have to say 888 is the mastermind experience to step into getting paid every day, sold out as standard velocity with money. We're doing strategy. We're doing energetics. You get the content library, you get private, you get group calls, you get Voxer support. It's eight weeks of Zoom Zoom. I am so excited. And then this is the last month to join the cohort and receive the container as is with the wealth of live coaching and healing calls. The cohort is the four-month immersion for those of you who are stepping into continuous sustainable five-figure months who want to do so the feminine way without the grind while having that sexy masculine structure so your feminine can actually flow. It is truly like soup to nuts. Offer creation, branding, finding your voice, really landing your authority, your identity, packaging, laddering your offers, pricing, showing up online, right? How to do it effectively, voice work, video, healing, money energetics. I mean, I could go on and on and on. It's so juicy. There's literally two years of content. It's like, it's everything. It's just so deeply everything. So if you want to receive the cohort and also have all of the live support, with you know the energetics, the strategy, the the messaging, the branding, the healing, etc. Then make sure to join before September 30th. Is this is the last time there will be live support inside the cohort? The cohort is also going to be better for you than 888 if you are brand new to business or if you've never hit a 10k month. If you've never hit a 10k month, join the cohort. If you're moving and grooving past that place, then come play with us inside 888. 888 is going to be like the acceleration on top of the cohort, which is like going to be these really important foundational aspects of business. And obviously you hear me talk about insane results coming out of the cohort. Abena, who was on the podcast last week, went from 5K months to 40, her first 40K month in the cohort, right? We do big things everywhere. It's about knowing what you need, but no matter what, or if you've already been in the cohort and I know you've had like real business coaching, then coming into 888 is also the vibe. Even if, you know, as long as you're just like, you know, you want to play, and otherwise, yes, it's going to be kind of like that, that level on top of the cohort. So if you have any questions, you want to come be in my world and you're not sure where, just send me a message and mostly just truly trust your intuition. You know what I mean? Like regardless of what I say, it's about going into the container that feels in the deepest alignment for you. I just wanted to be clear. I'm not going to be teaching super foundational business strategy in 888. I am going to be teaching in the content library but it's going to be a lot more around like kind of things that I've really learned and embodied like this year, et cetera. It's not that you need to now be close to hundred K months or maybe you want them fucking fantastic. Let's ride. But it's like, do you get what I'm saying? It's just a higher level of business strategy and those kind of things. So it's going to land better for you if you've already had a 10 K month before, or if you're trying to get to hundred K months, you guys get the idea. DM me if you don't. And then what else do we got going on? Those are the main things. I do have three spaces open in Fempire, my high-level mastermind for women anchoring 30K to 100K months and you want a long-term space to play. This is all with the leading energy of ease. We do everything in Fempire. Strategy, energetics, embodiment, healing, you have private support, live support, healing calls, all the things. It's so incredible. It's just, it's honestly like, I've been in masterminds. I think my own mastermind is like... <laughs> best mastermind of all time, even including the ones I've been in, which I also love too. It's so good. Um, so reach out to me about joining Fempire and I'm going to let you hop on over to the conversation with Corinne. 
You are going to love it so much. And just a reminder, you're always able to rate and review the show and receive $200 off any of my offers. And thanks so much to those of you who already have. I love you so much. Hi, Corinne. How are you? Hey, Jocelyn. Thanks for having me. I'm doing well. Oh my goodness. I was just saying how I'm so excited to share you with the world. Not only your experience in Feminine Magic and Money, but also your business. I'm always saying, well, you're the only client that I know of. So who's like in a container with me with live support, who is a farmer. And you've been in my world for a really long time. And it's just been so magical to watch you grow and watch your business grow and and oh, just all of it. So I'm really excited to have you here today. It feels like, you know, a really like fun, yummy culmination moment. Thanks. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. So do you want to introduce yourself um, and what you do and kind of like the belief system behind your business and just all of those vibes? Obviously, um, you know, there's a lot of entrepreneurs who come onto my show, but none who have farms, not so far. (laughs) And so I'd love for everyone to learn about, you know, we hear a lot about just like sustainable farming, sustainable living and that sort of thing. And you have like a completely not a completely different, but like a more nuanced lens on it and what it means and like practice and how you do what you do and take care of your land, take care of your animals. And yeah, I would just love for everyone to hear more about it. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So um, my name's Corinne McAndrews and I have a farm and ranch in the Teton Valley of Idaho. So I am like on the far Eastern side of Idaho just less than a quarter of a mile from the Wyoming border. We call this area Idaho. And my ranch is called Late Bloomer Ranch. And we are a pasture-raised livestock and flower business um, currently. And we raise livestock for meat and eggs, as well as fiber. Um, And Late Bloomer Ranch is a holistic ranch. So we really look at the ranch as one organism. All of the animals, the plants in the pasture, me, my husband, my daughter, all of our employees, it is one thing. And when you view a ranch or any enterprise that way, it really changes the way that you make decisions. Um, I think looking at livestock transactionally and even plants transactionally really takes away so much of the magic and also creates some of these problems with animal welfare and the degradation of land overall, because we're just looking at it as like, a dollar sign. And of course, businesses need to make money. I love money. That's why I work with you, Jocelyn. Money is wonderful. But (laughs) when we are exclusively seeing things as a means to an end, we lose so much of that, you know, um, frankly, mystical experience that comes from working with the land and working with animals and viewing myself as part of this fabric. So everything that we do, we do with an intention to serve the whole. Um, Of course, we're flawed and we make mistakes all the time, but we're always learning in this very, like, I call it a receptive posture. Like we are open to learning from the animals and plants that live here um, instead of trying to like kind of enforce our will upon them all the time. And that is what makes our product, I think, taste better. It makes our animals happier. It causes us to pick things based on their beauty and their ruggedness and their ability to raise their own young. So um, it has many different layers in that one view. Uh, it's just so beautiful. It's like you're bringing to farming, ranching what I desire to bring to business and money, you know? 
Right, right. Yes, there's another way to do it. Like you don't just have to constantly push, 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 control, control, control. Yeah, and it also ends up creating like a better product, like just for humanity, you know? And I know I'm always saying to you, like it feels so mysterious when you're out shopping for meat, eggs, et cetera. I know things say pasture raised and whatever, but even when I'm at the butcher, I'm like, I'm sorry, where, what is this? where did it come from? And you have to ask so many questions to get clear. And I just love how like clean and thoughtful you are and what you do. And it's like, it's not easy to just go straight, you know, to receive like straight from a farm and actually know that their practices are sustainable, you know, cause you know, like, what is that term where it's like, they say the animals have the really the animals are still kept inside all day, but there is access to go outside. You know what I mean? Like it's not fully real. Yeah, it's super unfortunate. I think like it's all so of, confusing. There's, I mean, I could use all kinds of words to describe what I do, and they wouldn't have to be true. Right. And I, what I really care about is that in all of our messaging, whether it's on our website or social media or connecting with us in person. Um, I'm launching a podcast where we'll talk about some of these things. Like I really want our decision-making process to be transparent. Cause I think that's what it comes down to. Uh, Cause yeah, if your animals like walk out into a pasture for a portion of their lives, they can be pasture raised, but yeah. are you managing that pasture intentionally? Are you thinking about the pasture as an organism that needs to be healthy? Are you thinking about your water systems and like runoff and erosion? Are you thinking about your neighbors down the road? Are you thinking about your children who are going to take care of this land when you die? Like there are all these things that, that aren't explained in a phrase like pasture raised. And I, I really feel bad for the average American consumer because you have to be an expert in all these things. The labeling is not going to look out for you. The FDA is not looking out for you. Um, it's a lot easier if you have access to good farmers markets, but even still um, I think we just want to know, what brands are about and how they make the decisions that they make, not, you know, what their standards are exclusively, because if you're going to go move heaven and earth to reach that standard, at least in my industry, I don't think that that's ethical, you know? So right. it's all about, um, I think each piece of land is different and you want to respond to where you are in the animals, where you are and the constraints where you are. And so I want to buy from growers and entrepreneurs and, um, you know, makers who are taking that stance of like, I'm responding to what's in my environment. And I'm trying to do that from a place of values, not of like making it look pretty or putting lipstick on it. Totally. I'm really excited for you to have a podcast, to like learn so much more deeply about the intricacies here, because I feel like this is, you know, what we put into our bodies is everything. And there's so little transparency in this space. Uh, yeah, of course you can go to the farmer's market, but like, even still, you don't really know what you're buying, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, in this space, i consume a lot of information. Obviously it's my livelihood, but I just feel like a lot of it is from, I call it the fetishization of rational thought. We need science. We need data. They're beautiful tools. They provide so much. I use them every day. But there's also this other element of like caring and loving and um, experiencing the beauty of raising food that is not simply expressed in like a higher omega-3 content in pasture-raised fats. Is that right. important? Yes. But I just, I think um, what makes our business different is that I am a mother. I am 
a woman and I lead with that. That's not something I do on the side of my job or after hours. That's who I am every day. And um, I bring that experience and sensibility into my work, not the other way around. Um, And that's, I think, sort of what makes us unique. And and there are so many women in this industry. I feel like I'm probably going to get so many messages of people being like, yes, this is me too. And I, you know, I haven't had a place to speak up about it or to really talk about this because it's been so um, male dominated. And that's great. I love a lot of the really successful men in this industry who have paved the way and they've provided so many best practices and insights, but there's also just room for this more mystical side of it um, and purpose-driven side of it to show up in the space as well. I love it. Ah, so good. Everything that I stand for. Um, Could you share with us kind of before we get into your journey and coming my way? Well, one, what is your sun, moon and rising? And then also, could you chat about like how you even stepped? Obviously, this is a very alternative career path, you know, for most people. And it is your full-time, your full-time passion, the source of all of your income. And like, it's your full, it's your life, you know? So could you share about how you got into farming as well? Yeah. So um, I'm a Scorpio sun, Gemini moon and Capricorn rising. I have, you know, four planets in Scorpio, four in Capricorn and my rising. So that's like the bulk of my chart. Yeah. Um, And yeah, very like intense and committed and stubborn and kind of annoyingly so sometimes, (laughs) (laughs) but it works for me. It works for me. Um, and I got, how did I get into this path? You know, the short version of this story is that I was definitely, uh, one of those lost youth types. I got into a lot of trouble in high school and after high school. Um, and I graduated by the skin of my teeth. I had a teacher in high school take a few classes for me online, impersonating me because he knew that I wasn't an idiot, but I really needed a high school diploma. So I was in a bad way. And um, a friend of mine and I went to Spain after high school to travel around and we hardly had any money. And so we wound up, it was her idea. She said, do you just want to you know, work at this farm in exchange for a room and board to kind of save some dough and make this trip last a little bit longer? And I thought, okay, sure. Um, and we went into the mountains of southwestern Spain, an area called Granada. And there was a small homestead there. To me, it was like a giant farm, but in retrospect, it was a very small homestead. They had no electricity, running water was limited, no internet, and it was the peak summer in Granada. So the sun was up until like 10 p.m. And when I was there, I honestly hated it. Like, I was so far away from my partying lifestyle and from all the drama I was wrapped up in. And like, you know, I was just really taking bad care of myself. And so to be alone with that person in this very like secluded place, it was difficult. But after those couple of weeks, it was kind of all I could think about. And I went back to Baltimore where I'm from and I, (laughs) oh my gosh, so much drama erupted in my life. And there was there was a lot of pain and I knew I had to leave Baltimore and I went to Telluride, Colorado to ski bum. I didn't know a soul. And I thought I could ski bum for the rest of my life, just working at hotels and skiing all the time. Cause I didn't have any ambition or desire. But when I was there, I just, all I could think about was this farming experience in Spain. And I just, I realized that maybe I really did want to, you know, do something or, or be something or contribute in some way. And, um, 
it took me a long time to get my act together. Eventually I went to college and I briefly studied agroecology at Prescott College. I never finished. And I moved to a town called Ojai, California to cut my teeth in vegetable farming because they farm vegetables year round there. And um, after that, I was just off to the races. I still had a bunch of messes in my personal life and um, a horrible relationship with my body and just terrible health impacts that were happening. I was vegan at the time, but I just became like really interested in growing food and working with the soil. And, you know, every year that I did it, I just got deeper and deeper into this kind of beautiful cycle that I, I couldn't understand, but I could see it working. And uh, I've never looked back. Oh, I just, I love it. The twists and the turns. Yeah, It's just like, oh, yeah. it's always full circle. And it's like, God, if we didn't have to bring so much drama to the past. <laughs> you know? Oh my, yes. Yeah. Well, and that's really some of, one of the major gifts of farming, Jocelyn, is it will humble you. If I'm you grow sure. the perfect tomato this year and you single day and you captured every single bit of data that was able to be captured and then you set out next tomato season like there are no guarantees you could do it the exact same way and have a horrible tomato crop like you just have to learn how to go with the flow sometimes and how to read what's happening and that's how we got to industrialized agriculture is we lost sight of that we thought well why would we endure these changes or these unknowns or the uncertainties when we can just put animals inside of concrete buildings and inject them full of antibiotics at all times, even if they're not sick, like we could take their teeth out, we could cut their tails off, you know, we could do all these things so that we wouldn't have to deal with what might happen. And yes, that's human life. Yeah, right, right. It's just, like you said, it's what you're trying to do with business, you're trying to bring this element of mystery and receptivity and joy back into business and take it out of this like Excel spreadsheet mentality. Totally. I love this. It's so beautiful. So you have been in a few different places in my world and Mm -hmm. most recently inside Feminine Magic and Many, the mastermind. And I know you'd also done the cohort previously, right? I mean, think right before we started FMM. And I'd love to hear kind of where you were at in your life, business, with money, relationship to self, you know, all the things before you started FMM and kind of like what made you go like, okay, yes, this is where I want to spend the next five months. Yeah. And so it's interesting. And I wonder if any listeners can relate to this, but I feel like I knew I needed to be an FMM long before I actually joined it. And so I joined other containers instead because I didn't want to do the work in FMM. Like I wanted to pretend that it was just an issue of me not understanding this or not understanding that in business when really it was like much, much, much deeper and coming from a place of being fully resourced in myself. But of course that was scary. So I sort of like wanted to flirt with other things before I really committed to FMM and, um, when I did commit and when we started, I was in a bad place. I mean, I had been not to be excessively dramatic, but I had a very painful miscarriage that lasted over 60 days Mm. of bleeding. And, um, and it, and it was a hard time. It was winter here. The days were short and I, I had a lot of work. So my work happens every day, right? especially 
especially with animals, I can't just clock out and leave them in the dead of winter without food and water. And so I felt like I was in this place where I was really, really tired. My body was physically struggling. I was emotionally dealing with the loss of a baby that I had wanted. And, um, and I had to like run my business. Um, and I wasn't dealing with it. Well, you know, I think if that happened to me today with the tools that I have now, I would handle it in a much different way. I would be reaching out for more help. I would be extending more love to myself during that time and honoring my own cycles and, um, you know, working with some of the practices and meditations to help comfort myself and provide that nourishing baseline. But when I started FMM, I wasn't in that place and I was trying to power through it. Um, it was hard on my marriage. It was just exhausting. And I, I felt like every ounce of energy I had was going to treading water and being a mom and running my business. And then I had no energy for myself and no energy for any like joy in my life. Yeah. I um, mean, it's a lot, you know, you have the farm, you have your relationship, you're a mom, you have yourself and like you said, like your business isn't one where it's just like, okay, I'm plugging out of social media. You have, how many animals do you have? 250? Yeah. A little bit more than that. Yeah. I mean, this, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I think most people cannot even conceive of this. Right. Right. And for a ranch, I'm actually a lot smaller than I would like to be, but the, the exactly. And they're not just anonymous numbers to me. You know, yeah. I want, I need them. I need them to succeed. And, um, so, yeah, but it's also not an excuse to be a martyr. And this is something no. that I'm not of use to them when I'm a martyr. And that was something that I had to. Okay. Sorry. We had a little tech thing. So you were mentioning that you felt really trapped in martyrdom, but obviously mm -hmm. it's not of service to your animals or to your life or to yourself. Mm -hmm. So, okay. I love this. And, you know, I don't think it's dramatic at all. And you'd be surprised even if someone has, you know, different kind of business, et cetera how often women find themselves inside this experience where you're just like hanging on by a thread and you're like, how this is not sustainable. And how in the world would I grow this business from this place or make more money from this place? I'm literally like at the edge. Yes. Yes. And just how much we've normalized that or normalized the belief that like being at the edge is like, what's going to reach you to your breaking point. And then that's what's no. going to like propel you further. And there's a lot of mythology around that. Well, no, all it's going to lead to is like collapse to the floor and you wanting to burn it all down and just being like, how is this my life? Like there has to be more available, you know? Totally. Totally. And I recognize that for some people, they have that like classic Joseph Campbell's heroes journey where the, yeah, they're pushed to a breaking point and then they, you know, train, 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 and then they make it to like their gladiator moment and it's great, but that's not really the arc of my life. And that's not what I'm trying to build from this, like combust and rebuild and combust and rebuild. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm not, I've done that. I've done that in many areas of my life and I don't want to keep doing it. It's exhausting. I mean, this is the sustainability piece, right? That I'm always talking about that I feel like is so important. Like we don't need to always rock bottom out to rise. Like we get to have a building experience with money and with life. So I know that one of the big areas that, you know, you're desiring more from. So, you know, you've always shared with me that ranching, farming, et cetera, has been, is a very male dominated industry where the focus is like, it's just like, you work hard. You know what I mean? And like, this is just what we do. You work hard, the end. 
and not in a way of like, you know, just showing up for what we believe in, but almost like that kind of suffering through energy. Like there's no association with ease and having a farm. Like that's just not a thing. Yeah, exactly. And not only do we work hard and we suffer, but we work hard and we suffer and we don't make any money and like poor us, but like we do it because we love it and because we're good people and somebody needs to feed somebody else, but like it's going to be sucky and you're not going to make any money. Yeah. And like you were like, I'm not here for that. So yeah, right. <laughs> like, and I'm with you, not here for it. Could you share about kind of like the ease and the ways that your business has leveled up through being inside of FMM? Because something that I love about, so a lot of my other containers, obviously, right, we focus on business, but like we don't actually, there's not business coaching inside FMM. So something that is so magical about it is through the work that we do. And of course you have live support for me, but it's, you know, when we're in Voxer, for example, it's more energetic. It's, it's like, what's coming up for you? Like, what patterns are we running? How do we break these? Okay, I'm in this sticky moment. Cool, let's go do this about it. And then we have our life healing sessions where we're like doing the work and you have your content portal, you know, and all the things. But it's so cool to me always to see how women transform in this space, even, you know, especially financially. A lot of people obviously come to me for money and ease with money, but it's like, we weren't even focused on the business, but you shifting from the inside like creates this new external reality for yourself. Because I know in our closing call, you mentioned how you doubled your income, which I hadn't known. (laughs) So obviously I was very excited to hear and just, you know, like the level of like ease and presence that you have in your life now, which obviously you're continuing to expand. So if you want to share about, you know, those spaces, that would be amazing. Yeah, I know. A lot to say there. Um, I doubled the income in my business. Not all of it trickles into me, but it's still incredible. And like, that is something that I didn't expect, um, but it has been huge. Um, So yeah, I think part of my problem is that, or was, I don't really feel afflicted by this anymore, but there was this idea that if I could just do more, that things would get better. And that there was always more on my to-do list. I never had the sensation. And this is so true with everyone in my industry, you just don't have like the feeling of getting everything done, especially not in peak summer. Um, There's always more to do. But I thought that that was my problem was that I wasn't keeping up with the to do list as well as I should. And if only I was more efficient, or more productive or more discerning or more blah, 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 that that was what was missing when really so much of that was like an energy leak for me. And it was just an obsessive kind of state of mind. And I wasn't letting things work for me. And it's funny because if you ask me how to grow a bed of ranunculus, I can tell you that like doing too much is not going to be in your favor. Like, you know, tinkering with every tiny uh, fertility mechanism or like tinkering with irrigation too much, like you sort of have to get out of their way and let them grow. That's what they're there to do. And you get the timing right and you set the stage and then they're going to take off and you're going to have a beautiful crop. And I wasn't using that advice in my own life. And that's something that FMM really helped me with. Um, And I think it's like such an amazing blend of a program and a mastermind because there is that structure of the healing sessions. You bring in wonderful guests from various disciplines And it forced me to commit to having that time in my week, even when I thought I had, quote, more important things to do. And so, and then, you know, towards the end, it just started to click that, of course, when I was able to get out of the way of the business that I had set up, 
uh, it worked a lot better. I mean, I'm not totally out of the way, not even, I mean, I'm, I work, I work a lot still, but I have, I do the parts of the job that I want to do and I don't obsess over, um, trying to get everything done. And I'm not in a constant state of anxiety about it. And that I think was what was really just like clouding my energy field with a bunch of gunk. It was like this anxious grasping kind of energy instead of feeling like just like how the ranunculus is going to sprout into a beautiful flower. Like I just didn't feel like my business was like that, like pregnant with all this energy and all I needed to do was give it the support. Like it's just been a big paradigm shift in that way. I love it. And how have you felt specifically inside of your relationship to money that you didn't have Mm. before? Yeah. I mean, so, and yesterday was my best day ever, which I didn't have a chance to share yet. Yeah. Yesterday was my best day ever. Um, and so I feel like, and that was funny too, because it, something I had really worked on visualizing over the past six months was having a bunch of web and pre-orders come in before I, you know, even wake up. And so, so many had come in and they had gone directly to my ranch manager, Ellie, and I hadn't even seen, they hadn't even like been in my mind. And there was just, you know, like half of my day's sales had happened before the day even started. And it was so nice to not, there was like, relatively speaking, it was not any harder of a Wednesday than it would have been any other day. And it just, it just flowed really, really well. Um, my husband helped with my daughter. They both came to the market with me. You know, it was a fun day. Like there was, and it didn't, require much like pushing or planning. And so for me, learning to trust that that's how it is normally. Mm -hmm. And that me like freaking out about whether or not there's going to be enough eggs for sale to get to the number that I need to get to, you know, it's not useful. Yes. There's some basic level of planning involved for sure. Absolutely. Farming is a lot of bookkeeping and accounting and you got to keep your costs lined up and like understand some what's happening in your business. I'm not advocating for putting a blindfold on, but I was taking things to such a level that I had, I had convinced myself that I couldn't have success until my accounting and bookkeeping were perfect. I had convinced myself that I couldn't experience any ease unless everything on my to-do list was done and done perfectly, you know, and these are just things that are not true. And I can continue to grow and improve and still be successful. I mean, it doesn't, there's really no need to delay having um, clients and money and opportunities in my business just because I'm flawed. I'm going to be flawed every day for the rest of my life. Like I don't, it's so it, it, like the complete lack of humility in this idea that one day I would be perfect and then everything would work. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And it's not even that you're flawed. We're just human. It yeah, is like, right. yes. <laughs> we're wanting and like businesses are le- living, breathing entities. You can be making $10 million a year and that person will tell you like, oh yeah, well, we're still working on this behind the scenes. We're working on that behind the scenes. We're optimizing this, we're optimizing that. This is the nature of a business. This is the nature of life. It is living, it is breathing, it is moving, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. And looking at like the holistic business, the whole business and thinking about ways to like, one of the big things that we talked about in FMM and then beyond is, you know, growing my business beyond just meat, eggs, flowers and fiber and trying to uh, make it so that it's more dynamic and more full of life. That's resilience. Yeah. I love it. And I feel like another area that's really 
expanded for you is also just your relationship to yourself and to your own process of being with and navigating what's going on inside your life. Yeah, for sure. I've always been a kind of mystical seeker type person. Um, Again, lots of Scorpio in my chart, but um, to be able to trust that what I was looking for was really with me all the time and that I always have the tools to encounter what I need um, or to encounter like whatever problem comes my way. I already have what I need that I would hear people say things like that and I would adopt it in my brain, but to really work on the embodiment side of it and understanding that I am well resourced and I do not have to freak out because if a problem is happening, that means that it's something that has a solution. And, you know, it's not about me logically knowing everything all the time or carrying around the perfect first aid kit. It's really, it's about just like letting go and letting things happen and trusting that I'll have the ideas that I need to have, or the person will walk into my life who's there to help. And, um, and letting myself be seen that way, be seen as not having all the answers, but still being confident and connected and calm. And, um, it's enabled me to ask for more help and receive a lot more help. You know, I'm always, I'm just that person who's always like, lucky getting the right person to randomly show up at the right time who knows exactly what I need that sort of thing happens to me and um it doesn't happen to me because I'm like busy calculating and um you know obsessing it happens to me because I have like a level of trust and calm and energy management yeah and I feel like that's something that you've really stepped into even in how you're allowing your business to be supported. So, you know, I remember these days where you'd be like, wow, oh my gosh, I I was able to just go get my nails done or, oh my gosh, my, someone showed up now who's going to take care of my daughter a couple times a week. And you've just, you just stepped into obviously just magnetizing more and more and more to you to where you could just have these like deeper levels of ease and, you know, the way your team is showing up. And just taking such deep responsibility for their part, allowing you to focus on, you know, the marketing and the things that only you can do. I feel like there's been a real evolution in terms of what support looks like for you. Yeah, no, for sure. And a lot of that, and I mean, I don't, I wonder what your thoughts will be on this, Jocelyn, but I realized at some point over the past few months that I was worried about what a very small group of my peers in this industry would think about me. And that was who I was like communicating to. Yeah. That was like my source of validation instead of actually communicating to like my client base. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. How funny. And so there was this idea that if some people who did what I did or did something adjacent to what I did, thought that I wasn't working hard enough or that I had, God forbid, stepped away from this paradigm of like slave away, break your back, don't make a dime, you know, that, um, that I would be worse off. And then at some point I was just like, whatever, like I want to have success and have a nice life. And I want to, my values around land management and raising animals. And, um, you know, if I want to be able to have this ranch and raise these creatures and connect with my client base, like, I need to make money. And so I'm literally, yeah, go do that. I'm going to stop communicating to this like one tiny little niche. And I'm going to start really talking to the people who want to buy what we sell and, um, and help them understand what we're doing. And it was just, 
yeah, from there, there was a lot of permission to like get help and to not obsess over these things that weren't serving me and to not hold myself back out of some um, false sense of discipline. I'm naturally very disciplined, but I can take it to 11. And, you know, I can, I do better when I have like more spontaneity, the permission to take a nap at lunch or whatever. I hear that. I have a great work ethic too. And I'm recording with you from bed and took a nap before this. (laughs) Right, right. You know, why do we need to be tired? Like there is just nothing gained through being tired and exhausted. And like, why can't you take a nap or get your nails in the middle of the day? Like, who is this impacting? Everything else still gets done. Yeah, right. And then if it's really so much to do that I can't shower every day or like take a nice walk or be present with my daughter, then the to-do list needs to be changed. Literally. And exactly. Yes. And that's something that, um, I'll hear your voice in my head saying like, this is, this gets to work. Everything gets to work. Everything gets to work, but it doesn't mean it gets to work the original way that I thought it would. Yeah. I have to let go of that part. And that's huge. Yeah. And like, there are better ideas out there than the ones that I have a lot of times. And that's not self-deprecating. It's just like, I need to be open to the fact that maybe something's going to change or shift and it will work out better than I had imagined. But if I'm really like, again, clutching my fists in my control freak status, um, that's not how I get there. Well, and it's allowing for evolution over time and like, okay, cool. We thought we had it landed and then we just allow the flow and it's like, oh, boom, this is how we optimize it. And I know like, you know, since FMM, you've joined Limitless. So we've been talking a lot more about your business in there. And, you know, just even that, like having now this space to be like, cause you know, we were just, I was talking about like, Hey, well, let's keep your energy focused on like the efforts that drive your bottom line. Right. There's always a million things, but like, let's dial in and focus. That is such a huge, like conserver of your energy. Right. Right. And I, yeah. And that is something again, where if I give my pers- myself permission to do that, to say, Um, I'm going to let this be imperfect over here so that I can actually focus on what I know I need to focus on. That's that comes from that deeper level of self-trust because sometimes Mm -hmm. other people don't get it and they'll be like, what are you doing? (laughs) Um, And yeah, it's not for other people to understand per se. And I like looking at this whole thing as an experiment. Not that I, I know it will succeed. I know ultimately the thing will succeed, but the little bits along the way, being able to receive feedback and redirect and um, take take accountability of what's happening real time. That's all been very useful to me. Yeah, I mean, and this is entrepreneurship. Like it is a journey through the unknown and through learning to kind of like master, you know how I'm always talking about how we move through the void is everything, right? And it's like, if we can journey through the unknown with grace and trust and also keeping that bird's eye view in our business and ourselves and where we're going and, you know, staying ahead of our energy rather than letting ourselves be get depleted and all of those things, like it turns into this very like pleasurable experience, despite what all these other people have to say about it, who never really took the time to even honestly do the work and what you've committed to to even have the ease in the first place. Like people just get like, so one track on this like linear path. And it's like, gotta be done this way. It's been this done this way for decades. This is what's available. I'm sourcing my value through how hard I work, through how hard I drive myself into the grounds. And like, I don't have time to take the time 
to actually like focus on myself and collapse time and make this easier and double my income and actually have it be like something different than I ever even thought was possible. Like not everybody's willing to do that. So this is why we sometimes feel crazy. Like what you're talking about comparing yourself to, you know, the people in your peer group. I think every entrepreneur experiences this as, you know, imposter syndrome, who am I? But it's like, but we all said that we want something completely different. We all said we want to choose from the menu uh, like what the universe has made available and choose what we get to have, not just like fall into things. So yeah, we're going to be moving different than most people. And then the more we allow ourselves to do that and receive on the other side, what we find out is like, oh yeah, cool. I was able to choose from the menu all along. I just need to like show, actually show up for that and kind of forget about what everybody else is doing. Yeah. Right. And then there's like, you know, this idea that money's there for me no matter what. And yeah. But I also have to be there, you know, I also have to show up too. And so like, and it's not showing up with overwork. It's not doing all those things that that you were just talking about. It's actually showing up with, with what I know I need to do. And sometimes that's taking a nap and other times it's writing a newsletter and other times it's, you know, getting out there and fixing a problem or helping someone on my team. Like it really isn't, um, there's no playbook. I can't predict what that's going to look like in six months or a year, but learning that that answer comes from inside of me and not from like crowdsourcing, crowdsourcing, (laughs) yeah, like um, my family or my uh, peers or my clients or whatever. Like, yes, we love, we love connecting with people and we love feedback, but realizing that like, ultimately this is something that I carry inside of me. And the more that I reflect that I can trust that, um, you know, I am trustworthy to carry out this special gift that I have. And I can also trust that God is going to have my back and bring the the fulfillment and the like resources that I need to see it through. 100%. Hi, gorgeous. We are just taking a quick little break to remind you that we only have five remaining spaces to join Feminine Magic and Money in this current round. So if you want to be one of the lucky ones, pause the episode right now, head to Opus Said Notes, claim your space. You're able to make your investment directly on the sales page. You can also head to my website, jocelynkellyreed.com. I also want to remind you that 888, the eight-week mastermind private program, I was like, what's my other P word? (laughs) Hybrid is enrolling now. We're going to be starting early October. Space is also limited for that one. And the whole vibe is getting paid every day, being sold out, printing velocity with money is standard. You can check that out on my sales page as well. This is on the website as well. This is the last, 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 last month, no later than the last day of September to enroll in the cohort and receive it as is with the wealth of life coaching and healing to support everything that you're learning in the content portal. And as always, there's my introductory course, Money Queen, which is all about healing your relationship to money and learning how to call it in on purpose spiritually, energetically, and in the practical. And that's a great place to start in my world. If for whatever reason, you're not yet ready for kind of like these higher level experiences, everything in my world's juicy as fuck, everything yields fantastic results. You literally can't go wrong. It's about investing in like, yes, from where you want to go. And then based on exactly what you need right now, my DMs are always open if you have any questions and thank you so much for listening to the show. You know, I'm always saying self-trust is a moneymaker and it's like, we get to this place of clarity through, you know, everything that we release through the codes we activate you with to where also self-trust is no longer confusing. Because I think that what happens with a lot of people is that they can't really tell what's their intuition. And like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure you've been here. I've been there in the past too, where it's like, 
we're so heady that we genuinely cannot feel the direction to go consistently. And I feel like this is a big change that women experience who come out of FMM is like having that level of connection with self to where, where your intuition is asking you to go, where your body's asking you to go are like not confusing anymore. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think like, I'll speak for myself, but for a while I wasn't trustworthy to myself. Like I wasn't keeping my word to myself. And so of course I would feel confused. Cause I'd be like, well, I got an impulse to do this, but I didn't do it. And now I'm getting an impulse to do this. And like, do I do that other thing or do I do this thing? And it's a lot clearer. And one of the, like, I, like I have Mars and Scorpio. So sometimes they like to sit on decisions and like brood. And that's not always a great idea. Sometimes it's better to just do the thing and move on and do the thing and move on. And being able to keep my commitments to myself has made that intuition so much clearer. Well, that's the piece that's our own divine masculine, right? It's like, cool. If we want our feminine to feel supported and held and have all this ease, we have to show up with our own divine masculine energy to hold her And us falling through to ourselves is huge. It's like, okay, cool. If we're going to self-abandon, if we're not even going to do what we said we were going to do for us, resource ourselves, how in the world do we expect the universe and money and life to respond to us? You can't even respond to yourself, you know? Well, exactly. And then of course it gets confusing because you have like so much stuff just bouncing around in your head and not none of it is like coming out into the world. None of it is being like actualized. And then when you do that, when you take the risk and you actually take the action, then you get the feedback and then things start to move. But like accumulating a bunch of intuitive downloads in your brain and doing nothing about them, like no wonder I was anxious. Totally. And I don't think you're alone in this. I think this is extremely common. Like people are saying downloads, pings, the feminine urge all the time and don't do anything. And it's like, yeah, so no, life has not changed. And like, to your point, you're confused because you're not building evidence with yourself that where you felt called to go was the vibe. And of course, like sometimes you feel called to go to make the move and then you learn something, there's evolution, like this is normal. But it's like, we have to be willing to walk out what is coming up inside of us to actually start dancing with the universe. And by the way, you're moving now. No big shocker to me that you know you've doubled the revenue and month over month revenue inside your business that you just had your biggest day ever, because it's like you're now walking out what it is to be like a woman who is just so in touch, right? And of course, like I know we're we're focused on more businessy things now too, but it's like there's just so much space and like. Oh, I just, I love this because when you build and allow your business to build, and I know I keep telling you your business is going to double again. I'm like, very sure. (laughs) Very, very sure. But when you allow yourself to build from this space, like it's like all of a sudden you just love your whole life, you know? And isn't that what we're here for? Yes. Growth. Yes. You know, all those things. But like, ultimately, I just believe that we are actually here to create a life that we love. Yeah, totally. Like for me, it's all about peace and harmony and being able to see like my employees find fulfillment and meaning in what they're doing and connecting with these processes for my animals. And like, you know, they're being able to raise their own young and live out on healthy green pastures that are well cared for without chemicals or fertilizers, you know, being able like part of the reason why I grow flowers is just for the joy of it. Um, That's what's magical about flowers. They don't have some utilitarian purpose. I mean, some of them, a small percentage are medicinal herbs too, but most of them are just like for the sheer joy. And um, that's all I'm looking for. And when I started to see 
that that was not only possible, but like trying to come towards me and I was resisting it um, by trying to put it in a box or make it make logical sense or by not stepping out of my comfort zone. And for me, stepping out of my comfort zone was resting more, putting more attention on my physical body, um, being more creative and having new outlets in my business. Those were the things that I, I was afraid to do. But when I started doing those things and I started realizing that like the natural default setting was for money to come into my business to support this level of like engagement and, um, peace and harmony. Yeah. Things started to really change. Oh, this is so beautiful. Thank you. Is there anything else that you'd like to share about your experience in FMM? I feel like sometimes it can feel like such a mysterious space to invest in because the type of healing work we do and just like the activations that we do and the codes that we land in your systems, like we do such a wide variety of work and a lot of it, um, you know, a lot of people haven't experienced before. I always say the container is full of modern day medicine women and definitely that side of my work as well. Cause you know, the, the journeys that I take on, et cetera, I don't do in any of my other spaces plus like spells and you know, all the witchy things, et cetera. Um, do you have anything to share about that? Cause I know obviously you're someone who had been on a healing journey, you know, prior to joining, of course. Yeah. I mean, I think it's mysterious because like no one can do it for you. Like it is something that you engage with yourself and like that is ultimately how you're going to get the most out of it. Um, there's a saying like you get out of it, what you put into it. And I think that that's really true with FMM. And if you're willing to like show up to the calls and, um, participate and do the journal prompts and be honest about what's coming up for you, even if it's a little sticky or a little, um, shadowy, you know, you're going to get the most out of it, but it's also really fun. I think, um, sometimes things that are like labeled as healing can be viewed as heavy or uncomfortable. And I'm sure that that's a possibility for people, like any kind of unresolved childhood trauma can be uncomfortable, but a lot of it is also just fun. And like you said, I've been on a healing journey for a long time. So some of the like big ticket, painful items I had already addressed. Um, so by the time I got to FMM, I was really trying to reconnect to my body, reconnect to a sense of joy in my life, reconnect to love with my husband and just love for, for my life and all of its forms, you know, whatever it looks like, just carrying that sense of love with me. And, um, so for me, a lot of these a lot of the reconnecting with my higher self or the higher timeline activations, even like inner child stuff, it was all a lot more joy centered. So for me, it was fun. It was fun to get on the calls, to meet with your guest experts, to try different perspectives and tools. Um, you know, the breath work, the cervix de-armoring, like there was just so many different flavors. And um, I think approaching it with like curiosity is a good place to come from. And yeah, I had fun. I think it's fun too. I mean, and we know me, you're not going to come into anything in my world. And this is like drawn out and heavy and dramatic. Like this is oh, not, God, no. <laughs> this is like not my vibe, you know, like I'm here for, I want you all to tell me when things are coming up because these are really important moments for us. Right. But it's like, we are here to have fun. Like, I don't think that going through this journey has to be like, we've all had dark depths the dark depths pieces of our journey. I know you have, I have like, we're ready for something else now, you know? 
Yeah, right. And I do think like, you know, we only hold ourselves back when we let ourselves feel like, like we're not going to share because it might sound weird or we're not going to participate in this because it's like a little bit sticky. Like obviously trust your intuition if there's some weird red flag. But I do think a lot of us who are on the anxiety side of the spectrum, you know, we let mountain or molehills become mountains Mm -hmm. and convince ourselves that things are like maybe more treacherous than they really are. And like I said, in the beginning of the call, in my heart, I was sort of intimidated by FMM and knew I needed to do it for a long time because I was intimidated by it. And um, it wasn't some red flag. It was just like, um, I think the knowledge that there was a lot of growth happening there. And sometimes growth, you know, sometimes it's easier to stay in your little pile of shit than it is to fix things. Totally. But then you find out when you're in it, like, oh, this actually isn't that hard to move through. And another thing I love about the container, I'm like, it's a being container, not a doing container. You don't have to do anything except show up, (laughs) you know, like and spend a lot of time laying down, (laughs) honestly, and receiving the work. Yeah. But for some of us, that is doing because we are so caught up in like to-do lists and, you know, how it looks or, or whether or not this comports with what we should be doing, that that in and of itself, you know, it takes effort or maybe just courage more so than effort. Like it's that spark that gets the locomotive moving down the track. That's where most of the force is exerted. And then once the train is rolling, it's rolling. It's rolling totally. And I know, cause I used to have like level 10 anxiety. It's almost like being still is scary. It's like, you don't like right. something might have, like, you're just so addicted to the, tr- to the one track that uh, is taking you nowhere that like just stopping it is like, well, then what am I going to do? Like, yeah. you just, you just like, there's so little familiarity with it, what it means to actually have inner peace. And that's, what's fun about FMM is you can look at it from so many different angles and, um, you can kind of like engage with it on different levels like the like voice activation and then there's you know all the like dna healing and like there's i don't know it's not one dimensional it's very multifaceted and like you said it's not heavy it's playful and so if you can get over the initial anxiety or the initial resistance to like switching things up and committing to yourself and following through on that commitment there's just a lot of exploration on the other side. And I've already been using the tools. I mean, even since we closed the container, I've continued to use the tools pretty much daily. Oh, wow. I love to hear this. And what about, because I think too, there's a lot of people where it's just like investing in themselves is what holds them up. And I'm like, we got to move past this, right? And I'm just wondering, you know, obviously you're, you know, you've been in my world for a while doing a number of different things. And like, I think you're used to investing in yourself at this point and like in other places in your life as well. Um, But what would you say around that fear? Because I feel like people use that fear to literally just like block them from what they actually want. And it's really just not serve well. Yeah, so I've been on all sides of this I don't want to call it an issue, but this like concept investing in yourself. There have been times that I've just been too afraid to invest in myself and I didn't want to do anything kind for myself. And I was just basically in a downward spiral plunging towards my own obliteration. Then there were times that I was like, 
you know, thinking I wanted to invest in myself, but scared, but like tiptoeing around it, but not getting any results because I was tiptoeing around it. Then there were times that I would go ahead and I'd invest in myself, but then I'd be chicken shit and I wouldn't get anything out of the investment because I wouldn't go and make these changes that were big for me. Like the ones that we talked about learning how to, you know, take care of my body and rest more and say no and ask for help. You know, these were the things that I didn't want to do. Um, and so I kind of kept playing the same program thinking if I threw money at it, it would be fixed. But then I'm not, that doesn't, I always talk about this. You have to show up for yourself on the other side of the investment too. It's not just about moving the money. Yeah. Yeah. And so like for all those people who are listening, who think, well, I want to have this big, great life. It's like, well, do you, are you willing to like actually do the things that scare you to get there? And if the answer is yes to that question, then like, don't hold yourself back by not investing in the, um, support that's going to get you there. But if you think that like, simply like, money is what's standing between you and what you want out of life. I don't think that that's true either. I think that there's a level of like being fiercely committed to um, where you want to go and something, I can't remember if this came from you or where this came from, but something has been in my head for the past couple of months, whenever I feel triggered or scared or whatever, I just ask myself, like, is this the fear that gets to run my life today? Is this the fear that I get to like give up everything in the name of? I mean, really, really? Yeah. I'm afraid for people to like look at my face. So I'm going to let my whole life, you know, disappear before my very eyes. No, sorry. Goodbye. So if you're at that level where you just are ready to meet yourself and persevere, regardless of what comes up, then like, yes, make this stupid investment and get a massage and drink some water and it will be fine. Oh my gosh. And like five months later, even immediately, as soon as we start, you're going to be like, I'm so happy I'm here. Like, trust me. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But I also think that there's, you know, this like belief that we have that, you know, if only I had this much money, then it would happen. And it's about the marriage of the two things. And that's like the whole principle of your business. Like you need the divine masculine to support the divine feminine, but you need that divine feminine too. And so like commit the money, spend the money, call in the money, but also, you know, be ready to do those things on the inside that only you can do and no one else can do for you. Even the most talented coach on the face of the planet can't do the work for you. No, it's ridiculous. And that, yeah, that's just not a reality (laughs) that anybody is living inside of. But like, I will say a lot changes when you show up for yourself, even just being like, okay, I'm doing this. You know, this is where mm-hmm. we hear all these stories of me being like someone invested and then some crazy thing happens. And then, and that's not always the case, right? Sometimes it takes actually getting in the work and people are on different timelines. Like while someone else may be inside a container and they're doing a lot of deep emotional healing from things that aren't processed and someone else is like making a bazillion dollars because that's what they're ready for. But what I know for sure is like everybody jumps leaps and bounds from where they started in this container yeah and you can't you can't like hopscotch over the healing part no and people come in with having done various you know differing degrees of right exactly and I think and that was kind of me thinking that I could hopscotch over the healing part and that's why I was avoiding it and just thinking if I was like better air quotes um and At getting stuff done. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Be right. Or maybe my products would be better. Or maybe my marketing would be better. But of course, all that marketing reflects what's going on in me. And if really? I want to have a business that's built on values and built on transparency and trust, then of course, it's going to like show all my weird, dirty laundry. Like, 
duh. But, you know, I didn't see it that way. Um, And a lot of us perfectionistic types, you know, we're slow to the party there. Well, it's just fear. It's like, what are they going to find out, you know? And it's like nothing Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. they love you, Mm -hmm. that you're amazing, (laughs) you know? And if they fight, if they don't like it, moving on, like we don't care, you know? But perfectionism is, I mean, a lot of people suffer from this. I would say I have high standards, but I'm definitely a done is better than perfect. Mm-hmm. I just don't have energy at this point. I'm was I, but I used to do it to like, do it to myself more. Like, I think I've been pretty good about in my business about like, get that shit out the door, have high standards. Cool. It's beautiful. It's vibey and like creates great results. Like let's go. I think I'm strong there. But for me, what it would have been more of was like just in my relationship to myself and how I was viewing myself. Yeah, right, right. Yes. And of course, and it was like, so tiring and painful. And but I'm sure it did show up in your business that like, I mean, or it's probably just a lot easier for you to show up in your business when you have this much healthier relationship with yourself. Like maybe you were like it getting is. away with it or like compensating well enough, but like the results are obviously your results are growing all the time and that's got to correlate. Yeah. I mean, and I think, you know, everyone else in my world, once we really get that piece starts to see it too, because, you know, people can really get stuck in perfectionism for a while. And it's like, we've just got to let that go. Um, yeah. So of course it's changed my business. If I think back to, let me see, like how I was when I started and where I'm at now, like, yeah, of course I was like doing well, financially, but it's like, not just about that. It's like how you feel. Like I have so much more inner peace. Like I'm just so much more granted, you know, I started my business in 2020. It was like kind of a dramatic year (laughs) just in general. Wait, what happened in 2020? Wait, That was like all the black lives matter stuff, COVID. I mean, it was just like, Oh, I was like, did you forget? I'm like, it's okay if you did. Perfect. Moving on to the next era of life. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Um, I mean, literally, I wouldn't be surprised if you forgot. I sometimes am just like, whatever, bye, on to the next thing. But no, yeah, it was a very intense year. So some of how I was feeling was just like that intensity. But but beyond that, because I remember how I felt and like, I was always excited. I was showing up for myself. My commitment level has always been there. Me investing in myself has always been there. But like this deeper piece of the work, like so much of what we do in FMM has paid off. Like I remember I used to have like, and I think I've talked about this in the container. I used to have tension in my chest all the time. I didn't even know where it came from, even when I wasn't stressed out about anything. And it was just like my own unprocessed stuff. And like, now that's cleared and I don't have it anymore, you know? Or like, I would just have like looping thoughts and worries And now I don't, you know, or like, I'd say we really know a lot about where we are based on how much negative self-talk we have going on. Yeah. And like, I used to critique myself for a lot, not so much about the business as there, but just me with myself, you know? Um, and Yeah, just, you know, it's sort of like that concept of like, oh, if I like lose 10 pounds, I'll somehow be happier. Like that kind of vibe, you know, which doesn't make any sense. Not that that's what the story I was playing out. But I think like, you know, when we do things like that, like if we think, oh, if we are in a relationship, we will be happier. And it's like, not really, not necessarily. Like, let's get good with us and then call in these things so that we are actually happy and they feel really good. 
Um, and I feel a lot more sovereign. I just feel self-sourced. Like it's been interesting because, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm calling in my new home. And it's funny because like on the love front, I've never been like this before, but I feel really like complete. I'm like, this is weird. Like, why do you because before, right? I would have more of this like yearning energy, wanting it, like da 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 da. And I spent a lot of my time like in not fantastic relationships. You know, that was more like when I was younger. Um, or just drama in the relationship of love. And my Chiron is on my Venus. So that's money and love. So I was always just going to have the biggest lessons through money and love and like no big shocker. Here we are. Um, but also the greatest transfer transformation, but it's funny for me now because like, I feel so complete in my life. Like, obviously I always want more and like all the things, but I actually feel really complete. And I'm like, don't have this like yearning thing. I'm like, huh? Well, he'll just drop it when he drops in. But like, that's another example of like, I no longer call things into my life from a place of like, something is missing. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that you're articulating so well, like the biggest transformation that happened for me in FMM, because I do, I remember 2020 very well. I was pregnant that year. My daughter was born in October of 2020. And, um, Oh, she I was. remember. Wow. Yeah. You had a, co- oh goodness. That's a lot. Yeah. 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 And she, it was a home birth and it was very powerful, very beautiful. Um, another story for another time, but today my life is, I think 2022 has been a more difficult year for me, a more stressful year for me. But the difference is that like I today feel that stress out there in the world, but like it doesn't rule me on the inside. I can acknowledge yeah. that it's there. And that is really something that I'm working on now. I know you mentioned limitless, like learning to move with speed to feel all the whatever feelings and just do the thing. Um, and it's not about making things harder. It's it's just that that I have this this level of peace in me that is it is a non-negotiable. It's not it's not subject to anything else. And it's not that the other yes. things. It's not that I don't feel them. I think you know if I were trying to explain this to myself a year ago. I'm not whitewashing away the stress or whitewashing away the pain. It's just that it doesn't get to actually shake me. It's, you know, a good three, four feet away and I can acknowledge it, deal with it, take whatever action is required and then um, come back home to this part of myself that is just not dictated by anything external. I'm with you. That's how I feel too. Like I see what's going on in the world. There's lots of times where I'm like, of course it makes me sad or angry or whatever, but like, I don't need to bring it into my personal life and like into my body, you know, like I just, it's like, but it doesn't mean I don't care or that I won't take the line doctrine around it, or I won't use my voice. I just don't need to take it on as my like physical experience on the planet. Like that's just when I say that I'm here to be of deep service and to lead, well, like I can't absorb and none of us can, no matter what you do, honestly, like it doesn't do anything. It doesn't get anybody any further. Well, it's interesting because I feel like those of us who are, who are kind of designed that way, um, we probably had early childhood experiences where people told us that we were like of service to them by picking up their emotional debris. Um, oh, totally. I used to, I was like, yeah. attract all of these energy vampires into my life and then feel like I was in like, no wonder I feel like I was collapsed on the floor all the time. Yes, exactly. And it's such like a big, again, you know, self-accountability, not, not abandoning who you really are to just say, I'm not going to do that anymore. 
And I'm still going to love you, but I'm not going to love you that way by taking on your crises. And I had some experiences like that um, through FMM, actually, like throughout that time that in the moment were quite uncomfortable, but then being able to be well boundaried overall has really, it looks a lot brighter on the other side. It wasn't like I had some horrible breakup or big, you know, um, burning of bridges. And I know for some people that is what's in their path and that can be healthy too. I'm not trying to make a judgment, but, but for me, I thought that there was going to be so much more drama in like, actually, I'm not available to pick up your emotional trash anymore. Um, that sounds so harsh, but yeah, it's true, but yes, yes. And, and also taking accountability for the fact that I did willingly do that for ages, like granted, granted, but, um, today I'm not doing that. And I'm actually more of service than I ever was before. The martyrdom thing, like I lived there for a long time, but it a really, lot of women do, and men it really do, didn't work. No, it doesn't. It's so tiring. I'm just so happy that you have this in your life, and I'm sure it's having an incredible impact, like even on your husband and your daughter too. Yeah, we've been having so much fun lately, and then little things that I used to. I'm sure people can relate to this. Like I used to quote wish he would do for me sort of things. Now he just kind of does because he wants to, and it's not that I want them anymore. And I feel like there's so much of this pressure that we put on people and we're like desiring of them to be anything other than what they are. And it, for me, it was stemming in this belief that like I needed other people to like make up for some kind of hole I had in myself, which just isn't the case. And the more well-resourced I am, you know, who am I when no one is looking or in a vacuum when the lights are out, like the more that I'm in touch with that person, the less I have to put these energy expectations on other people. And it just, it works better for everyone all around. And yeah, we've been having a lot of fun in my little family. And um, I'm really excited about the new things that are happening in my business. Um, I'm yeah, I just feel like I have more energy certainly than I did after that miscarriage, but definitely more energy than I even did um last summer or since starting my business. Yay. Well, thank you so much, Corinne. I really appreciate you taking the time. Is there anything else you would like to share about, you know, anyone who to anyone who's considering joining this container or just coming into my world in general? Mm, I feel like you know, my chart is all air, water, and earth, mostly water and earth. And I just needed all that fire. And like, sometimes fire is uncomfortable or spicy or whatever, but it's definitely not an excuse to hold yourself back. So um, if you're out there and you feel like, you know, you have a lot of potential and you just feel like you're maybe stuck in a rut or not applying it in the right direction, listen to your gut and Jocelyn can probably help you. <laughs> yeah. You're like, just listen to how you feel and follow the flow. Um, yeah. It is that simple. So can you tell us what is kind of going on in your world, in your business, um, where the best places are to get in touch with you, anything new you have coming up, just, you know, anything that you'd like for the people to know? Yeah, sure. So the best place to find me is my website, latebloomerranch.com or on social at Ranch. Um, and I'm going to be launching a podcast this fall where we're going to be talking about holistic ranching, but a lot of the underlying principles behind holisticism, everything from like 
mysticism to music and math. Um, it's going to be very multifaceted and I'm really excited about it. Again, very much getting into how we make the decisions that we make here um, and connecting with that kind of purpose-driven, value-driven part of the business. Um, and we are also going to start shipping our project products nationally this fall, which I'm so excited about. We've sent out a few test shipments from here in Idaho to California and Colorado and some other places. So we're perfecting our packaging and making sure that we can get you these premium products quick and um, on your table ASAP. And so the best place to stay tuned on that is my newsletter, which is through my website. Ah, this is so good. I'm so excited about national shipping. Like this is incredible. I cannot wait to order from you. Mm. And I like I keep saying like and all the other, you know, conscious women in my audience will be too. <laughs> I'm sure of it. So we will link your links on the episode notes, your website, your social media, etc. So definitely reach out to Corinne and stay in touch with what she's doing. It's just absolutely incredible. And Corinne, thank you so much for taking the time to share your story today. Oh, thanks, Jocelyn. Love spending time with you. Always. Hi, gorgeous. I hope you deeply enjoyed this episode with Corinne. I just love and adore her so much. I swear to you, I have the most incredible clients. And in coming into any of my spaces, obviously there's everything that you do with me and you will just be so blown away by the quality of women that comes into my world. Like these are just people you want to know, you know? So if you'd like to get in touch with Corinne, honestly, I cannot wait for her podcast. I cannot wait for her to launch national shipping. It sounds like she's almost there. So we definitely want to be part of her business. Just head to episode notes. Her links are going to be there. She's incredible to connect with. And then if you would like to come play inside Feminine Magic and Money, we are enrolling the last five spaces. You can head directly to my website to sign up or to episode notes, 888. The eight-week mastermind private program hybrid is also enrolling if you want to focus you know, on that level up Zoom, Zoom and business and money. And then of course, like I was saying, this is the last time to enroll to receive the live support pieces of the cohort no later than the end of September. And that's going to be for you if you are newer to business and want desiring to get to and stabilize 10K months and beyond. Obviously, you know, lots of people create beyond that, even inside the cohort. But you get my point. That's the main premise of the container. DM me if you have any questions. I love you so much and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the episode, I would love it if you'd leave a five-star rating and written review for the show. And if you can please share this podcast so that I can help more women, that would mean the world to me. Make sure you tag me on Instagram so I can say thank you and let's rise and change the world for all women together. If you want to work with me, head to my site, jocelynkellyreed.com or send me a DM and I'll be in touch. I'll see you on the next episode.